Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. I'm back on the series of release and I have Tamarin on the show today. Tamarin is also known as Empower Her Healing on Instagram. She has a master's in clinical psychology and has trained uh, in prestigious clinics in Beverly Hills. Um, other than her work in psychotherapy, she's also done a lot of branding and social media work and has worked with people like the Kardashians in LA. And now she calls Sydney her home and she's basically um, empowering women specifically through spiritual guidance and energetic healing as well as her 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 base of, of merging psychotherapy with all these other modalities. And we're having a chat about the process of doing that and hopefully she's going to give you guys a lot of wisdom today. Hi Tamarin, welcome to Unplug with Annie. Thanks so much for being part of the series. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so it's so interesting, I was going through your bio and I didn't realize, um, I've been following you for a while, but didn't realize that you you initially were working in branding and social media before you made this, this switch to psychotherapy. Um, so if you could tell us a little bit about that and, and what actually made you make this switch. Sure. So um, when I was working in branding and social media, I was working with a lot of talent um, in LA at the time. I was living in LA. So some really like A-list talent. And um, at the time I was doing a lot of like stroking of ego and just like managing ego and then you know, just really dealing with, um, you know, their personal stuff in terms of them just opening up to me. And I was thinking like, I think I'm in the wrong industry as much as I love what I'm doing. Like, I think that, you know, I have a higher calling and it was really just one day I decided to take the leap and go back to, um, school, like go to grad school and get my master's in clinical psych. And so, it was kind of like, you know, this, I don't want to say a light bulb moment because it was like an accumulative, like light, like, an, you know, series of light bulbs going off. And then I just decided to take the plunge and it, yeah, it was really rewarding. And how, how different has it been from being in like the hustle and bustle of LA and going back to Australia? And because I just feel like um, the place that we, we are in and that we decide to live in really impacts us in in numerous ways and a lot of the time we probably don't even realize oh sure absolutely um I do believe we've become like a byproduct of wherever we're living because there's like a certain type of energy in that place and while I miss certain aspects of the energy in LA I'm definitely happy that I've returned to my roots um of being in Australia it's a little less frenetic it's a little calmer I feel a little more at ease. It probably makes a huge difference that my parents are in the same country. I'm very close with them. Um, and it's funny because when I decided to move across the world back to um, Australia, um, the universe really just supported me in that decision. And it was obviously meant to be because soon after I moved back, I actually met um, my now fiance. So it's just amazing how the universe delivers you what you need at the time you need it. And it supports your decision if you're fully committed to doing whatever your soul wants you to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if that answered your question directly, but um, I just find, you know, although missing certain aspects of living in LA, I find living in Australia just 
a lot more kind of humbling and down to earth and um, just really able to connect with myself, I think, on a more authentic and deeper level. And, and is that, is that all, like difficult to make these kind of decisions? Because I feel like these big decisions, which do, um, which are obviously there's so much purpose behind it. And like you said, you know, um, the universe kind of conspires to make it happen to a certain degree. But it also requires that kind of leap on your front and that, you know, just, uh-huh. yeah, that leap of faith and um, releasing the old to a certain degree. And is there any way which you think we can do this, which is, less sort of striving and struggling with that relief process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's about trusting and I'm all about trusting and trust comes from the self and the soul and the spirit. Um, whereas our ego wants to challenge, you know, the trust that we have in ourselves. our ego will constantly like push us to challenge our intuition and self doubt is representative of the ego. And I think I'm just the type of person just kind of all throughout my life when I think about it, and I do this more and more is I kind of do something and then I think about it later. Like I make big moves in my life and I take um, like risks, but not in the sense of like a bad way. Like not, you know, people think of risk as a bad thing or as a negative thing. I take like good risks. And then afterwards I'm like, whoa, that was a lot. Like, whoa, like you did a lot. But in the moment, I think I'm just in such a zone of trusting myself and my intuition that I don't even allow energy of that self-doubt to kind of, you know, run through my veins. Like, I'm just like, no, I'm on this horse, I'm not getting off, we're galloping and we're, we're going to where I want to go. And so, um, you know, it can work for you or against you. Like sometimes I'm a little too impulsive, <laughs> so I'm trying to slow down. But I think in the way of like, you know, business or, um, just relationships I kind of just follow my intuition and I don't pause like and I'm trying to integrate that pause and reflection more um but in the sense of not getting afraid and fearful too quickly like I don't which is a great thing I think Mm. and and tell us a little bit about the healing work that you are doing and, and sort of what that entails Sure. So it's actually very different to your general, you know, psychotherapy or talk therapy. Like you go to a therapist every week and, you know, you speak to them about um, issues and you explore your issues and you explore the, co- you explore the core of them. And um, I was in private practice in LA for a few years um, doing that. So I wanted to take that aspect of holding a really safe space, like a, like a, really contained, secure space um, that's comfortable for my clients um, with the training I have of being a psychotherapist and really just marry that with um, intuitive and healing um, and energetic guidance. So I've taken, you know, those two realms and I've merged them together. So what a session would look like is really just, um, you know, a myriad of of different modalities so I'm kind of like taking different things and it depends on what I'm intuitively sensing that the client specifically needs so some of my sessions yes there's like a lot of talking from the client then a lot of my sessions I'm just talking a lot and I am you know intuitively channeling you know um, messages for that client and we're exploring what needs to be explored um, 
And I also take into account like crystal therapy. So we use some crystals, but every session is so different. Like even though there's some consistent themes among women, such as like self-worth um, and self-esteem issues, it really is so different. Like each session is just completely different to another session. Mm. And, and from, from your experience of working with so many people, is there, is there sort of like something which you feel is almost, I don't want to generalize, but there's, there's, there's certain specific blockages which um, uh, perhaps there is a pattern that you've noticed or in terms of when we're out of alignment, um, certain blockages that we, we tend to have which are very common. And, mm. um, and if you can share a little bit about that and how, how we can stay better aligned with the things that are meant for sure. us. Sure. So I would say, cause that's like a really, really good question, but there's like so many layers in answering it. So first of all, I'd say there's no consistent theme in terms of what blockage I see. Like every client has a different blockage energetically. So one client might come to me and they don't even know it, but I'll point out that they have a blockage in their throat and they're not in touch with their inner voice and their authentic self and their inner truth. So they're blocked in their throat chakra. Another client might've just experienced loss or experienced loss or breakup or you know divorce or death or something a couple of years ago. And they're still really holding a heaviness in their heart and their heart chakra and energetic space needs to be released so it's really just so different for each client each woman that i that i come across and that i see but one consistent theme that i do come across is that every single female because i only i only deal with females i only have female clients every single female struggles at one point or another with self-worth mm-hmm. and self-worth extends to all areas of our lives and when we are not feeling aligned most of the time that's because we are not valuing ourselves so misalignment comes from not really valuing who you are or who you can be um and and from that also stems not trusting who you are and trusting who you can be Hmm. and is that and and to actually to, to be able to trust ourselves more um is that, does that take practice? Is it really intentional work that we have to do day in, day out? Absolutely. It's completely intentional. Um, we need to really just get in touch with, you know, it, it sounds so overly simplified, but it, it actually, even though the work itself is hard, the exercise of trusting yourself is just extremely intentional, as you said. So it's, really building that awareness it's kind of like a muscle like you go to the gym every day to you know build muscles so it's building a trust muscle essentially and it everyone when it's interesting when people think of the word trust they think most people think of trusting others but it's not it's trusting yourself trusting your intuition trusting your inner compass trusting the universe's you know process trusting your path that you're on trusting the timing that's all that trust is about and when we can trust ourselves you do really see that magic unfolds and it begins to happen and faster than you would have anticipated and is is there anything specific that you can share or suggest in terms of 
any exercises to strengthen that inner compass that you're talking about? I think it's getting really clear with your intentions and really just kind of pausing and reflecting instead of go, 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 do, 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 because that's kind of our culture right now is to like go, 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 do, do, do. Well, no, what about sitting, pausing, reflecting on what it is you need, what it is you want and who it is you want to become. And when you have all those three things and you're aligned with those three things and not just you want those three things and you have, you know, an outlook of what that looks like, but when you're actually feel that you're worthy and deserving of all of that, that's when you can start to slow down and really connect with trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and in your opinion, do you feel like, cause I feel like with, with this, with happiness and joy and all these great elevated emotions. They're just mm-hmm. not sort of sustainable all the time because of life and stress and everything else. But do you feel like it, it, like with the lifestyle that you lead and being very intentional about things that you are able to um, at least process emotions better? I don't want to use the word control, but um, yes. yeah. Yeah. Per- Process is a good word. I actually thought initially you're going to ask me if I'm happier more often. And the answer is no, because that's completely impossible. But I am able to grasp what I'm feeling and why. And I'm able to, as you said, process it. I'm able to sit in the discomfort and get a little more comfortable being uncomfortable. I think that's the key to happiness and you know if no one can see me I did happiness in like inverted kind of commas because there's no such thing as consistent happiness Mm. but when we're aware of our states of being and when we're able to kind of intercept what's not working for us the energy that's holding us back we can release it at a more rapid pace so yes I think I've gotten a lot better at that But because I'm also like quite intuitive or, you know, attuned to my feelings, I'll also feel things like really just deeply. So um, that's kind of, I don't want to say a con, but that's kind of like the other side of the coin. Mm. And for people who, because I feel like there's so much pressure these days and it's getting sort of, I mean, it's starting at a younger and younger age, it seems as the years go by and just the need of like, needing to know what you're going to do very early on. And um, it just kind of, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of pressure to know that. Whereas mm-hmm. there's a lot of us who just feel very lost and we want to understand what our purpose is. And it's not just about having a goal and dream, but really tapping into yes. what we're supposed to do. Um, is, there, is there a way to be able to channel that and for people who are feeling that way, um, really not understanding what it is they're supposed to do, what, you know, the universe wants them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that you would recommend doing, w- would it literally be, as you had said before, you know, to sit down and ask yourself some hard questions and sort of note it down and, and figure it out through, through that process? Definitely that. And in addition to that, I'd recommend being open and also asking the universe to send you messages and being open to receiving those messages and listening to those messages because we don't need to know like we're, we've got this kind of sense instilled in us that we need to know everything and we need to know the answers to everything but 
you know, truth is everything's so uncertain. Life is so uncertain. And yes, that can be anxiety provoking and that can really activate fear within us, but it doesn't need to be that way. We don't, we can again sit in the discomfort of not knowing and be okay with that. But, you know, my main recommendation would be if you're just feeling completely overwhelmed and lost and, you know, you just don't, you have a lack of direction, first of all, cultivate some self-compassion. Like you compound it if you're really harsh on yourself and you're mm-hmm. self-critical and you have that inner critic voice being really loud in your head. That really compounds things and makes the process even worse. I'd recommend just, yeah, slowing down, reflecting, asking the universe to guide you, ask the universe for messages and, you know, ask and you shall receive. So really, again, having that trust as well. Mm. And I think another thing that comes up often is when we talk about trusting intuition is understanding the difference of knowing when it's sort of your own voice. Or, or, you know, it's actually like, even if you feel like you get the answers, you question whether it's, whether it's your own head making it up. Yeah. Or it, 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 it is sort of like a sign, you know. So yes. is, there yeah. any, is there any way for us to sort of distinguish between them? It's, that's a great question. Um, when I was kind of not so aligned, I'd get really confused with that. And now the more aligned I become because the more inner work I'm doing, like the more work I'm doing on myself, I just never question it anymore. It's never even a question in my mind, like, oh, is this my intuition? Or is this kind of like me having been conditioned based on past events Mm. or past trauma? Like I never think that anymore. I just really am on the path of intuition. And that's because I'm just continuing to be committed to the inner work. And I think as you commit to the inner work more and more on a consistent basis, you won't kind of have a challenging time differentiating between the two. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. And how does that impact your relationships with others? Um, Because often you could be on that path where you're doing the inner work, um, but the people that you're surrounding yourself with aren't, and therefore they're not really assisting that process, if you like. So how do you navigate around that? That's such a great question. I do struggle with that sometimes because, um, and that's something I miss about LA is that people kind of wear spirituality on their sleeve, whereas kind of, you know, and I'm obviously speaking about the community I'm in, I'm not speaking about an overall community, but in Australia, like where I'm at, where I am, it's like kind of like this new thing where people aren't really speaking about it. And there's secrecy around spirituality and so I really feel as though that's why I love the work that I do because my clients are so you know committed to it and they're on this journey for spiritual growth so I'm getting that energy from my sessions and the work that I'm doing and then I've just kind of said to the universe that everyone in my life and everyone on my path that I meet and cross paths with even if they aren't committed to a spiritual, you know, elevation or, or, or committed to the inner work, it's okay. Because if I say, oh, that's not for me, and that's me judging, and I can, I can do that very easily. I'm human. So I also, you know, I don't um, associate with people who energetically, I don't feel are vibrating at the same level as me. Like, for example, just mean people, 
But then I do also associate with people who, you know, aren't um, as spiritually enlightened, yet they're kind people. So, you, can't, you know, you can't judge, I think, at the end of the day. And it's, it's easier said than done. But I do try to surround myself, um, you know, with people who are a little more enlightened, a little more aware, um, self-aware and introspective. Having said that, I also love spending time on my own. Like I'm an introverted extrovert. So I really love my own company. I think that's great. I don't understand why more people don't. I like yeah. love doing things on my own. I love like my own company sometimes. So uh, yeah, it just, it, it, it's day to day, I think. Mm, mm, yeah, that's good. I can relate to that for sure. I think I'm a bit like that too. Um, and, and lastly, like quickly, if you could give us any tips in terms of how do you, how do you sort of start your day? Are there anything, any, any sort of little things that we can do on, on a daily basis to just, um, yeah, get more, I suppose, get more aligned, find, like have a peaceful start to the day and sort of be able to, I suppose, influence our day in a better way. Sure, sure. So I won't say that I wake up in the morning and I meditate because that's not true. Um, I wish I did, but it's, I actually meditate before each session. So it gets me like extra aligned and I open my third eye chakra and I activate it. Um, as far as routine, I really don't start the day like doing anything consistent. Um, but I will say like, I take my time to wake up. <laughs> so I might lie in bed an extra minute and I used to judge myself for that. But you know what? I've accepted now that I'm not an early morning person and I'm not a morning person. And I give myself space to just be. And I think that's the most powerful thing I've done for myself. So maybe I'm not answering your question directly in terms of like, what activity do I do? But I think, you know, I will start my day or try to at least very consistently um, giving myself space to just be who I am. Mm. And I think if you wake up every morning with that mindset, it really opens the world for you, really expands opportunities and the universe then just delivers in abundance, I think. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Well, thank you so yeah. much for, for being part of this series and coming on and um, sharing some wisdom with us. And I hope people can really take something away from this. Of course. Thank you so much. And that was the end of an episode of the series of release. I will be back next Sunday with another episode from the same series as we continue this journey, primarily focused on relationships, on healing, on self-love. And I'm super excited for you to tune in to more episodes with a lot more new guests. I can promise you that you're going to take something away from all of these episodes and all of the amazing people that I'm going to be talking to. And meanwhile, you can stay updated with everything Unplug on the Instagram page, Unplug with Annie, and on the Facebook page, Unplug with Annie. You can also go to the website and sign up for the emails if you haven't already, which is www.unplugwithannie.com.